Welcome back to the Citadel. Dan Strafford, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer along with you. It is the final episode of Game of Thrones. Topic of discussion, Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. We will get into all that and the series as a whole, I am sure. Brandon, how are you this morning? End of an era, Dan. Um, I'm, uh, I'm looking to you know, put a, uh, a bookend on this. Um, so I, I think my, my guess is I'm going to be better in terms of my appreciation for this than mm. the general uh, milieu. Mm. So I'm, I'm actually just fine. Nice. Fine works. Fine works is a place to start from. Michael, how about yourself? Uh, I'm relieved. I'm, I'm pleased that we can enter into the post Game of Thrones era. So like, and, and part of that includes uh, as many takes as we care to give uh, about the, 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 the show run that was, uh, I think, phenomenal. But, uh, but I'm actually like, I was, I was into it, but also the extra year of waiting and then these longer episodes and all like the, the hype show around Game of Thrones, which we're happily yeah. contributing. To. Don't don't throw shade at the hype the hype cycle. I'm, we're in it, baby. I'm just ready. I'm ready for the next chapter in every sense. Brandon, we'll start with you. The episode as a whole, maybe uh, an overall reaction uh, to how you felt at the end, and then we can double back and, and make our way through reactions to individual individual pieces. You just said you felt like you might be more positive than most yeah dan just one thing real quick if anyone is still listening who who is not a game of thrones <laughs> fan and who does not want to be spoiled yes like how concerned i got suddenly i there? i did and you guys picked up on my nonverbals. i was like oh my god we forgot yeah there was like a you little know? tiny verbal in there it was, little, it was like it, a little it, eh. it, yeah it, yeah so spoilage spoilage abounds just, just letting you know if you're out there Thank you for listening this far. We, we really appreciate your listenership, but we're about to talk about Game of Thrones, the finale. We're spoiling everything. Just to so. say it again, I think I, I may have said this at some point. Um, yeah. I like that we, our concern for that would be listener who's still in it, who has not watched it, who wants to, I, far outstrips our concern for all of the other listeners who have to listen to us talk about that. We're, 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 we're all about inclusivity. <laughs> inclusivity, and yes. Then the, and then there are people out there, this might be the first show they're listening to. Could be. And they may have never seen Game of Thrones, in which case we're spilling. There will be no beans left. No, no all beans left. All the beans left. will be spilt. Yes. And it will be spoiled. Spoiled <laughs> beans all over the place, and we won't cry about it. All right, please, continue. All right, I'll pick up on some bean spilling here. So... Um, I feel like this is this show, this episode was a few episodes sort of jammed together, mm -hmm. which one, I, it always is gonna, probably going to happen in a finale of this, you know, of a, a show with this kind of scope and breadth and magnitude. You know, I think about uh, Return of the King, mm -hmm. the director's cut, which is like three and a half hours yeah. and has like four consecutive slow-mo Hobbit huggy endings. Yes. And this, this season ended better than that movie. Right. So, you know, I think there's, gonna, there's, there's enough loose ends and we could talk for an entire show, which we probably won't, about all of the loose ends that went untied off. Right, right. But there's enough loose ends that they have to tie that there's going to be, you know, at least another sort of show within the show. Sure. But yep. I think that the chief criticism of the past two seasons, and I think it's been well documented, we've talked about it, has been 
the pacing, the mm-hmm. choice by the showrunners to do seasons of seven and six episodes rather than 10, 10 or yeah. another season. HBO certainly would have, would have written the check for that. Right. Um, you know, that made it feel like there was the post sacking of King's Landing episode, mm-hmm. the resolution of the Mad Queen episode, yep. the bizarre counsel of Sweet John, uh, oh Sweet, Sweet Robin, uh, oh Aaron God. came back, the bizarre counsel of 12 that was, episode. Yes. And then like the little um, postscript of like Aria going west, the diaspora and, of the Starks, yes, right? Yes, so, yes. so, you know, just in terms of general take, I, I thought that was a lot for them to try to, to cover in one episode, but there were moments in it that mm-hmm. I thought were outstanding. Like I, I thought the, the death of Danny yeah. was really great. I thought yes. that, you know, Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark really showed up for the entire show, yeah. obviously. And they had, uh, I think a moment that, that paid off a lot of that in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. So that was the high point of the episode to me. Yeah. Um, there were some, some curious choices on, on either side of that. Like, if I say two, two more things, uh, the Iron Throne, yes. name of the episode, right. the thing that everybody's been seeking, <clears throat> iconic, lots of swords. I'm glad that Danny talked about there yes. aren't that many swords. Yes. Um, Drogon decides to burn that. Uh-huh. So we should probably talk a little about that. And yes. then the last yes. thing I'll, I'll, I'll offer in this introductory set of comments is sure. all of a sudden, Grey Worm, yeah. hangry. Yes. Yeah, that guy needs a sandwich. Right, right. But also, Grey Worm, he seems like he's gonna be he's become so powerful yes even though he's just like the captain of the guard he's still the same guy he's still the same guy but like we're deciding even though so so uh sansa yes john's brother is like okay we'll send you to the wall why the wall we'll john, send you to john the wall sister john's right? sister excuse okay. me yes, i didn't you. know there was a twist that you I never know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're, 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 these showrunners do, show do robots have brothers no just transistors um Call back to the robots episode. Okay. Check it out in the back catalog. Well, well done, well done. So, uh, so Sansa, even though she's John's sister, is like Grey Worm needs to be mollified. So we're gonna just send you off to the wall. It right. sucks, right? But you know that's Grey Worm needs to be appeased. Although he was made Master of War by Danny, right but Danny's she... not in power anymore. I know, but maybe he's, he's Master. Maybe Noth un- until nothing. Maybe it's like. Uh, you know, Mr. Universe, where you're the master of war. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, they need to beat, they need to best him. <laughs> it's like a title. It's like yeah, a yeah, belt. Yeah, it's like a belt. Yeah, yeah. And by, it, very, um, very uh, kind of goth biker gang uh, motifs. For this, sure. This show. For I did sure. find, uh, like, I, when I walk into bars like that, I don't feel comfortable. You know, I, I, <laughs> Although for some reason I continue to walk into them, so like that's a that's a topic for a whole nother show. But uh, but yeah, I thought I I I would agree with the way you laid it out there. Like if they had given the time that the the plot warranted, the plot points warranted to to allow the stuff to develop, uh, I think it would have been a better uh, a better ending. Uh, I did feel like it was better than the the previous show like I, I felt like i was hoping there would be at least a little bit of recovery at the end it wouldn't continue to plummet and it it, it felt better uh because i i actually think the way john danny and the throne resolved i liked then the the whole the brand thing happened oh yeah and like, i forgot to mention my namesake oh my god the brand plus whatever that random sort of 
luminaries deciding the fate of everything, listening to the birth uh, of democracy. Well, listening to the prisoner be like, and let me tell you, if you, <laughs> this brand kid can tell a story, therefore let's make him the king and then call him brand the broken. Yeah. And it's like, like, what do they do? I know they wanted to be surprising and it felt like there was a little bit of that, but like, it just felt so implausible that everybody would be like, you know, he's really onto something here. <laughs> and like my fair bid for uh, rulership, nah, you know, like the, the kid in the wheelchair, he can tell a story. So I'm just going to seed turf to him. So like that part, uh, I, I, I had some trouble with that. Uh, and then I also thought, the whole and i've seen other people talk about this too heard other people talk about it but like amnesia baby just make it yours (laughs) but uh Tyrion finding like Tyrion shit like who needs rescue dogs after an earthquake when Tyrion's around because he just randomly how does he find them like what and like that was a pretty light dusting of rubble considering how dead they were and then they and then they looked fine too like i was worried there was going to be like a graphic shot of them all mashed up and they were just kind of well sleeping what's amazing there is if they'd stood five feet to the left they would have survived um so that in and of itself was was a bit disconcerting but the earth the earthquake drills in king's landing were clearly not up to snuff because if they just stood in a door jam who knows how season eight would have gone you know? Exactly right. I think Peter Dinklage was brilliant in this episode. Brandon, you were saying you thought the scene between Amelia Clark and, and uh, Kit Harrington was, was your favorite part. Anything with Tyrion in this episode I thought was really well done. I thought the showrunners did a great job of getting him front and center again. Um, and his arc was, I think that scene with the council was a little bit much, uh, but I enjoyed him a lot from the beginning. The opening shot of him walking through King's Landing I thought was cinematically gorgeous and was a really nice introduction to, not nice, a a good introduction to the episode. If you take his arc and see where he goes and we follow him through the episode, you follow Kid Harrington, does everyone have a happy ending outside of Danny, Mike? Like, does everyone have a, a, a resolution at the end that you feel comfortable with and happy about? Or do you feel like there are too many... Uh, still open air problems for each of these characters. I thought I thought it was kind of fine, you know, right. like the whole show. I, I I think the finale was fine, you know, like it was good in spots, really good in spots, and then kind of okay at the end. Uh, and I think it was kind of like that. So like it would set up for writing other books or yep. spinoffs. Like they're all doing their own like sort of parallel adventures uh and uh diaspora nice word thank you for that uh i think it's a nice way to think about it too like they're all kind of breaking apart uh in their own way going in their own going on their own paths uh which which i think is interesting um yeah i mean i would had they been picked up for another season i would have been curious where they would go because like it's almost like a new beginning um and they set up nicely for a new beginning, uh, aside from, I would have so much trouble uh, tolerating Bran as uh, as the king of well, the six. I think we should talk about Bran for for another beat. I mean, yeah. he is the king after all; yeah. he, he deserves it. For so, how long? I wonder. Too. Well, I mean, so so here's a few things. One, yeah. th- so Sam floats uh, the idea of a democracy. Yeah, maybe we, let, we should let the people choose their king. Yeah, I think the bottled water had gone to his head. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're, they're just trolling us, I think. <laughs> totally. Um, so uh, 
he floats the idea of democracy. I like actually that it was just laughed off. Like yeah. everyone got yeah. a really good chuckle. Yeah. I enjoyed that, that moment. That was funny. Because it felt like, I was like, they, they toyed with us. They did. And it was also like, by the way, you show watchers, yeah. how, how democratic do you think all this really right, is? Right, like, right. I'm going to just straight guffaw in your face. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that, and then they, then they decided that there would be no long, no longer would uh, uh, the crown pass to a king's sons, right. uh, ostensibly daughters, but it's Westeros, so sons. Sure. Um, but Bran, by the way, Bran's a three-eyed raven. Yeah. Right. The last three-eyed raven lived for 125 years. Right, right. Right? So, yeah, uh, right? so like, he's a, he's a, he's a tree. Like, he, yeah. he, he can, your, your king is going to be like, where's Bran? Oh, he's out in the arbor for, like, uh, another 150 years. Yeah. So, like, he, if that, if, if history holds, yeah. Bran is going to be king for past, for, for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's going to be Bran the Broken forever. Well, except. Not forever, but for a long time. But also, I think. You know, he already lost one kingdom in like zero seconds. Right. right. So, and then how soon before people are just like, why am I, why do I care what that guy's doing? Well, he's not even sitting on a cool throne anymore. You know, he's got, he's got a hand of the king who's not particularly strategic, who stumbled into some good rhetoric that kind of landed us in the new world order. So, good job by them. But at the end of the day, if I'm in Dorne, which we've discussed in the past, I'm, yeah. I'm in Dorne, I'm hanging out, I'm having a good time in Dorne. Uh-huh. If I'm in Dorn, like we're uh, we're probably embracing uh, the tenets of federalism by this point. We're I think saying that's like right. it's all about states' rights. Under I think Frank. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. a king of the king of the five kingdoms. I think <laughs> and, soon, and, to, soon and, to be and and dwindling, declining. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that is the, the that Sansa opts out right there and says, you know, I promised my people that they'd be free, and everyone else opts in was curious too that they wouldn't be like hey we're out too sorry sorry bran you have uh, whatever kingdoms you have to uh, sit on top of dorn leaves and and the rest the discussion around bran and what he knew right they have the line there of uh, why do you think i'm here i believe is is what he said or, or something came like, all this way right and so brandon do you think this was all sort of a tie-in and at least from the showrunners to leave us questioning if Brandon was behind all of this from the, from the outset? It's problematic. I mean, I think that if it's problematic at the very least, right? So if, if Bran has designs on the throne and was manipulating chess pieces on the chessboard, um, that's uh, like he, secretly, how manipulative is that dude? Yeah. Um, if he could, cause there, there, so the three eyed Raven can see the past near perfectly it's unclear how much of the future he can see. So it is possible, I think, within the construct of the magic as it's been written, that once once Danny had sacked King's Landing and John had killed Danny, that Bran could see that he was likely going to be king. But he wouldn't have necessarily, say, before the Battle of Winterfell, conspired to put... Arya in a place and and the sharing of John's lineage such yes. that all of the next 20 moves would turn to leading him to be king. I, right. My interpretation is, and it's no more right than anybody else's, but my interpretation is not that he was the mastermind trying to get himself to be king, Yeah. Uh, but that he, as, as that possibility grew closer, mm-hmm. he was more certain of its likelihood. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. You know, and it seems like sort of like the 
the dozing charioteer, you know, like he, he kind of makes some sort of subtle adjustments that sort of steer the course a little, but he's more like, just let the stagecoach go where it goes, you know? So like, there's a certain like fatalistic, like mysticism to him, which I found what, when he was sort of joke, jokingly presenting as self-interested, I found that very jarring Mm -hmm. and sort of, off-putting in a way that you know was it all is he like the kaiser sose of this whole thing like it's all been you know at the end it would have been kind of great if he just got out of the wheelchair at the end yeah you know like it just like walked off and it was like i gotcha you know and now i'm the king um i just felt like the way he played this uh the way the character was portrayed in this episode also you know, they batted, uh, they batted 667 in terms of child stars who would turn into amazing actors as adults. So Sansa and Arya, beautiful careers ahead of them uh-huh. as actors. Bran, great story in a bar. You know, like, like good luck while you're, while you're, while you're uh, you know, unloading, uh, unloading groceries or uh, I'm not sure exactly what he's going to wind up doing. I needed to spit a little fire on brand this show. I mean, come on, right? Uh, totally. I, am I, hashtag am I right? I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I, I think I think it's funny, uh, whether right or wrong. I did uh, go back and watch the first episode again after the last episode and watching him, the child actor, I didn't even recognize them as the same person, which was, was funny. Whereas Ari and, and Sansa, you can see, you know, how, how they've grown up. But I do want to get back to the Iron Throne. Brandon, you brought up uh, Drogon melting the Iron Throne. It seems as though... Uh, many people, I'm not going to claim this as my own, but many people are pointing to this being a metaphor that Drogon didn't go after John because John did not, in fact, kill Danny. It was the Iron Throne that killed Danny. It was the the lust for power. It was the uh, need to g- get that prophecy and and be there. They actually did a great job of uh, that. <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, image from when she walked through and the ash was falling in her prophecy, you see her reach for the throne. And then this episode, you see the same shot and she actually touches it, which I think they did a good job of tying those things to uh, two things together. But Brandon, from your point of view, is that the metaphor here? Is it that Drogon ended the throne rather than John because the throne had killed Danny, not John just by action? I guess. I mean, I could see how that could be. I think that the Drogon decision is curious, right? So maybe it's because John is a Targaryen. Maybe it's because Drogon without Danny doesn't want to be hanging out in Westeros and would rather be like back where dragons roam free. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because Drogon was a vehicle of the showrunners who wanted to do something dramatic. I think that's less likely because Drogon's a real thing, uh-huh. I assume, right? Can you imagine like they had to go out and catch that dragon oh, before, my before they decided to make this show? Um, yeah, I mean, like that's it was uh, it was interesting and spectacular. I've I've, yeah. I've been uh, applauding the CGI in past shows, and again, I think they just did a tremendous job in, mm-hmm. in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Drogon getting up from under the it looked like snow, maybe I guess yes. it's ash, but like yes. the the unfurling yes. from beneath it that was an incredible Even shot. I thought also the shot when he's flying up over Danny when they're coming up the stairs. Yeah, like oh, that, totally. Uh, yeah, there was some beautiful action. There, there, there was so. I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not above a metaphor. I, I think that's, uh, that's good. And, and certainly the Iron Throne as a physical representation of the desire for power and sort of lust for control, et cetera, like that, that plays, that's yeah. reasonable. Um, you know, Drogon melting it, 
Uh, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, it was made by Dragonfire too. So like that was uh, Aegon Targaryen, um, who I think him uh, who had made the Iron Throne out of the, the swords of his of his fallen uh, enemies uh, using Dragonfire to put it together. So I thought that was also like cute that they yeah. you know used it was Dragonfire that that made the Iron Throne Dragonfire that ended it. Mm-hmm. So I could I could sign on for that. It's nice breaking of the wheel, right? Like, so there was the whole idea that the wheel would get broken. It's all, you know, who, who sits in the Iron Throne, either win or you die. And then the idea that, you know, you can transcend that whole construct by introducing something different. And then it's very different to have Bran as the, you know. You mean Bran the Broken. <laughs> Bran the Broken. Uh, you know, not even, you know, what is he couldn't even really sit on a throne, right? He's going to be sitting. I think he could sit on a throne. But they'd have to like, you think he would get into the accoutrement of yeah, moving I'm, him around like yeah, that? Yeah, Maybe? why not? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I also established that. I think, <laughs> I think it may all be a ruse. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it did feel, I also thought the Targaryen thing did make sense too, that um, there was Drogon wanting to really express his frustration and his rage. Uh, but then at the same time, he was, you know, of John, John was of the same ilk as him. So like, he didn't really want to lash out at John. Um, but um, I thought it was surprising when it was happening, you know, and that's where like, there were plenty of those surprises this show. Uh, and then I do think it's very um, John killing Danny would have been very easy to misplay, I think. Yes. And I thought that that was, you know, they could have, because I thought, uh, you know, the battle between the Hound and the Mountain was misplayed, I would argue. And in this case, I thought that that was really beautifully played. And also, it's very much a, like, you know, Twitter breaks, right. you know, when that happens. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's it's a difficult show to execute against because there's so much scrutiny and there's such a sort of echo chamber about it. But I felt like that really was the culmination. You know, the two big moments in uh, the final season were Arya killing the the Night King. Uh, again, spoiler: if you're still listening, it's this is on you. And uh, and then John killing Danny. Like like those are the things yes. that kind of like everything revolved around. And uh, I, I I had more problems with how Arya killed the Night King than how John killed Danny. But I thought both of them were were really well executed. I, I just wish the rest of the show could have maintained that level of delivery because uh, it feel, felt very uneven aside from those two kind of flashbulb moments, which I think they really nailed. I would uh, want to ask you, Mike, about the, the small council at the end. Uh, we get uh, Tyrion and we're back to business, right? This is back to politics, back to life as normal. Um, you have uh, Bronn comes back <laughs> to be master of coin. Uh, you have Brienne there. Podrick is now a knight. He is part of the uh, watch for the king. Um, is it the assumption now that life goes on, that the small council continues to politics as usual and money gets paid and debts get uh, brought up and we just move on with King's Landing? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's it's sort of like this. Like I said, it's it's as though they were starting a new season. If this had been like a a more like procedural, if it was like you know, L.A. Law, Hill Street Blues, The West Wing, it'd be like, oh, okay, new cast, but similar roles, and now they're getting started again. Uh, and as I've mentioned in the past, like the the more uh, intrigue at court show, I think would be kind of interesting. Uh, and and I think that it did set up for that. Um, but um, out of all the, I, I thought generally the direction that the fact that people are heading in different directions. I like the way Arya just you know go west, young Arya. I think she's got to be called Arya nah. now. <laughs> she's a pirate, pirate Arya. And uh, and then you know, John finds Tormund and yeah, you know, Ghost again. You know, it's uh, it sets up for a lot of fan fiction. You know, is really what it is. So it's yeah. a lot of open ended. You know, if people want to get into this narrative uh, in depth, like those different, uh, you know, almost like choose your character before you choose your own adventure, you know, they're all set up heading into the next phase uh, in, in interesting ways. You know, like if it, it does come back to, I think they're trying to sell uh, video games, you know, like I still think <laughs> right now, like if it were like a the merch, if it was like a sim, you get to choose which uh, which character you want to be carrying on beyond the end of Game of Thrones. Uh, I think that's an interesting question because I think each of those games or each of those sort of narratives would have different, um, different elements to them. Uh, and maybe that's the new like hashtag team Tyrion. Like I would totally be hand of the King uh, and, and get into the, the complexity of, uh, of government. Uh, or you might say, I want to be a pirate. Or you might say, I want to go. I like Nordic adventures. Therefore, I want to be John. You know. And I uh, thought the just a note on the small council, and then just one callback to the to the council of people who agreed, who eyed uh, yeah. Bran the Broken. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a nice small moment actually with Tyrion rearranging the chairs. Uh-huh. He's like, I want this to be proper, and it was it was that was. And then, of course, like the you know, Bron comes in and puts it all like at a yeah. at, at a slant, Dude. so he could yeah, so he could get his uh, lean on. He's, but he's rakish. He is rakish. Um, but I thought that was nice. Like there's, and I, I think uh, you know the 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 message in that is that like things do need to get back to business, and and there are you know millions of mouths to feed, and and you know. Uh, grain to move around and debts to be paid and yep. and you know tournaments to hold and like that's that that's the way of the the realm yeah um back to the uh the small the different small council as it were um i did like the edmure tully uh moments yeah. uh, <laughs> making his pitch and then being told to sit down i thought that was that was nice um and then on just on uh on john one one note i'm i'm ranging a field here but uh so is john so unclear, and this has been written about, so this is not a new comment, but uh, what's the Night Watch doing when there's no um, Night King? Yeah. And also, did he just not stay? Did he, is he going to settle? Is he going as a member of the Night's Watch to help the wildlings repopulate north of the wall? Or is he like the new Mance Raider? Mm-hmm. Is, he, uh, is he the, you know, the, the king of the north? Yeah. The king, the king be, uh, beyond the wall, rather. Right, right, right. Um, that was unclear, too. Yeah, or even uh, his uncle, too, right? Like, right uncle Benjamin, yeah, right? Is, yeah, is yeah. he, uh, who, yeah. by the way, like, could still be alive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was, I do, I, I agree with the, 
it, it sets up a lot of interesting for people who want to, you know, either fan fiction type or uh, actual spinoffs right. or um, just their own sort of fantasy about like where these characters are going. Yeah. You know, there's like a little bit the lady and the tiger, like it leaves things open ended enough for you to decide where you want things to go. Totally. And if we did decide, speaking of which, if we wanted the Citadel to become an improv role playing game. Right. We would all need to choose our characters. That's one of the alternatives. So I we're mean, still we're still workshopping this. We're looking for listener feedback. But if you want us to all choose our characters, uh, we have to figure out who's the dungeon master, and uh, and then we just roll. You know, <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, as John went up, you did see the grass blades come up through the snow. So very much a a sign from the showrunners that spring is here. Uh, spring is coming is not as good a uh, one-liner as winter is coming for getting people to watch, but spring is here, it seems, uh, for Westeros and that things are uh, going to regrow and, and replant themselves. I think John's gone. Like I think John has left the wall and said, hey, I'm moving north of the wall. I'll, I'll never see you guys again. Uh, you do get Sansa, queen in the north, uh, in the final shots, you see her uh, culmination. I, I wonder as the story ends and we get this, you know, uh, separation of the Starks and we see where their stories are going. We got word from the showrunner that there will not be an Arya spinoff. Like there, there will not be. HBO has not greenlit that. That will not come. We will not see anything for Arya. Didn't say anything about John. Didn't say anything about Sansa. So we'll wait and see. And obviously, King's Landing. Uh, but. Do you want more, Mike? Do you want more Game of Thrones? Do you want these stories to continue? Or do you feel like you were saying you're kind of uh, relieved that it's over? Uh, is this something you just want to put a bow on and, and put behind you? Or would you like to revisit King's Landing? I, I think it can be handled similarly to how the Star Wars is being handled, uh, which I think is the plan. You know, So I, I think the monoculture aspect of it uh, needs to end, I think. Uh, and then there'll probably be some kind of activity down the road two three years from now when we sort of have allowed this to fully settle well there will be there'll be new activity to generate more revenue off sort of the core franchise who knows what these showrunners you know they're relatively young who knows how their careers play out you know what's going to happen with george rr R. martin who knows so like i i think it may come back but um i'm really excited that's my my lead leading salvo i think is true like i'm just excited about the vacuum that we're going to enter into around there's a bit of a content vacuum that i think is going to be healthy for us uh vacuums generally for our listeners again vacuums not always healthy like <laughs> space you know yeah. wear a spacesuit. yeah okay, this is important stuff but psa's aside uh i do think there's something to be said for uh i lost my truth <laughs> for ha for not having game of thrones that's yes. the vacuum there's there's now yes. we're not all caught oh up in God. this content yes it's just and then just be, people are i mean hbo's flooding the airwaves right they have they've increased like 150 shows are are being launched like they're breaking records to try to cast as many bets in the hopes of landing uh the big winner like uh game of thrones and then it'll be interesting also to see like and we've seen this a bit thus far i think we'll see more of it like the cheesy analogies uh, like the, and I'm not talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers takes on uh, on Game of Thrones because if you haven't seen that on Twitter, it works on uh, so many levels. He, he did a nice job, I yeah. think, breaking down the show for someone who was in the show. But um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see what comes next because you know, will there be mass culture the way 
Game of Thrones became it. And then when it emerges, where is it going to emerge from? And it's probably not going to be as big a bet up front as Game of Thrones was at the end. You know, like you almost need to make a lot of these small bet. Game of Thrones, you know, we were talking about on previous shows was a relatively conservative launch that then emerged, you know, and kind of blew the field away. So uh, I'm curious whether we see that in the next phase of, uh, you know, the golden age of, educa- uh, of entertainment and education. Yeah, coming back to this is, yeah. don't forget, this is an, ent- an entertainment pod. Right. Well, and I am kind of happy about that, too, where, like, I do think there's, uh, we got we to gotta figure out the right mix of going deep on things like Game of Thrones while still understanding the, the learning and education angle. So that's for, the, for listeners, if you love this show and you're a Game of Thrones fan, have we got a, a, a trending and education podcast for you? So it's similar, similar type of conversation, but more robots and more learning and more ed tech, future of education, um, whole child, whole student, March Madness. It's a phenomenon. You really just need to get on board if you haven't already. But, uh, but aside from the benefits to trending and education, I'm more curious in terms of media and entertainment, like what's, what's going to happen next? Because the same thing with the Marvel comic universe. There's a lot of these big endings and I'm trying to figure out what the next phase is going to feel like. And I don't, I don't quite know yet, but I'm kind of leaning into it. There are, there are three Game of Thrones prequels in yeah. pre-production. Uh-huh. So um, I don't think we've escaped Westeros yet. Yes. I think prequels are easier because otherwise you got to pay Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark and Peter right. Dinklage, right? right like right. it's hard to do a, uh, to a, a small budget, uh, smaller budget launch when you're on the hook for all of the big budget actors. Yeah. Um, Cause they're each making like a million dollars an episode, wow. which is, which is good, good for them. Yeah. Uh, keep cashing them checks. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting. I, I was, I was thinking about that content vacuum too, Mike. Um, you know, I, I've spent a, a ton of my time not just watching these episodes, and I've watched season one six times, season two five times, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so I've, it's not just the however many episodes, um, 73 episodes mm-hmm. and uh, more than 73 hours. Uh, it's rewatching, and then it's so much consumption of content. Yes. You know, I've gone deep into, uh, you know, listening to podcasts, reading articles, right. um, you know, getting into some, uh, some, some Westerosian rabbit holes on the internet. It's, um, I think it's going to be fine to do something different than that. I agree. So, uh, so I guess we're, we're probably uh, bringing this Citadel. This, this is the final episode of the Citadel, I think. So there's like yeah. pour, pour out some Dornish Red for that. Yeah. We've talked about maybe doing like a, like a Real Housewives reunion show oh, in, yeah. in, in a little time. You know, like let's let, let the dust settle. Let our takes uh, mature like fine uh-huh. wine and then crack them open together, uh, you know, in a month or so. Because we do have some, uh, some friends uh, of, the, of the show yes. who have been uh, hosts and have talked about uh, yes. Game of Thrones over yes. the years. So, like, it could be interesting to get that, that band together and maybe we'll get a prisoner and we'll listen to, to, to him <laughs> or, or her uh, they'll t- they'll tell us, to us. They'll tell us who's going to take over the show. Yes, It'll be that's great. amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, as we do come to a close here on the Citadel, uh, lots to uh, digest. I will say I did watch, uh, I said before, episode one, season one. And uh, when Cersei gets out of the carriage, uh, Robert wants to go down to the crypts. And uh, she says, can't we wait? We've been on the road for a month. And we've talked many times over this season about time travel, like how fast it's been from one place to another. So season one, episode one, it took a month from King's Landing 
to uh, Winterfell, I think sometime in season eight, it might've taken about three hours. So they did shrink time pretty quickly over the, the uh, seasons of Game of Thrones. Uh, Mike, Brandon, any final salvos or thoughts, any hot takes before we go, or are we ready to put a bow on the Citadel and say so long to Westeros? I mean, it's, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, right? You know, so, uh, so I, I don't know if I have any specific uh, takes uh, to bring it home. Uh, but it is fun to be experimental around uh, what we're covering. And, uh, and I do think when stuff occupies the national global consciousness this much, it's going to impinge on, on what we think about on this show and what we think about uh, as, a, as a learning company and a, as folks who care about education. So, uh, so yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy uh, we experimented with it. And um, I'm looking forward to more stuff like this in the future. Yeah, I, I had fun doing this. Um, yeah, I think just as, as evidenced by George R. R. Martin's Giants blog, uh, New York football Giants blog, mm, mm. Um, you, people can be more than one thing, right? And so, you know, we, we did uh, launch the spinoff of the Citadel and from a trending and education, education-focused podcast. And I think that's some version of either fine or great, Yeah. right? Um, you know, we are not just the people who, you know, uh, are in the education space and, and wear our, our buttoned up shirts and talk about that. Like we're also, you know, the people who sit on the couch with our, you know, uh, friends and family and, and watch uh, Game of Thrones. And I think it's, it's nice to embrace both of those things. So it's been fun. Um, I, uh, I will miss the, the, the content. I'm, I'm looking forward to filling that vacuum with something else, but um, it's been a good, not eight years of game of thrones and three seasons of the citadel two seasons of the citadel two, two. felt like three it felt it was, like three. well yeah. it was three years, three years because there was that 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 in-betweener so yeah. um so it's been a fun run that's gonna do it for the citadel the final episode here on the trending and education feed if you are listening Still, don't forget Tuesday morning, you'll get your latest episode of Trending in Education as we cover learning and education topics, ed tech, and look towards the trends of the future in learning and education. Join us on Twitter, at Trending in Ed, the same on Facebook, and it's trendingineducation.com for more information about the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to The Citadel. <laughs>